Hello and welcome back to Inspired Grownups. It's Alana Banana, and if you're new here, it's just what people call me. <laughs> it's been my nickname since I was a kid, and it's how the little ones know me from the Alana Banana Show. Thanks for being here today. I'm bringing back my sister-in-law, Alexis Gentry, to the show. This is part two of our conversation. Last week, we started by talking about her life, how she got into social work, how she got into teaching positive discipline classes, and what taking a parenthood pause is all about. So if you haven't heard that episode, definitely go back and take a listen. In this one, we're continuing our conversation to dissect, get more into what positive discipline actually is. If you don't know Alexis, as I said before, she is my sister-in-law married to my brother, Sean. I love her so much. Besides being a licensed social worker and certified positive discipline trainer, she is a mom of two who is committed to making a positive impact on the lives of parents and families. She believes in creating a nurturing and empowering environment for families through supporting perinatal mental health and positive discipline education. So Alexis is up in Seattle. I'm in Los Angeles. I love that we were able to have this conversation and that she's going to be with us every month to go deeper into an aspect of positive discipline. Because as we say in the episode, I mean, there are so many ways we can parent our child or children. And so much of it does really depend on who your child is, the dynamic we have with them. And I feel like as well, lessons that we can learn from each other, that they can teach us, that we can teach them. And discipline stems from the word to teach. So all of these challenges that we have in parenting are really an opportunity, which Alexis goes into in this episode. There are so many great takeaways. So I just want to get into the conversation so you can take it all in and then we'll review some of the takeaways at the end. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with the amazing Alexis Gentry. Well, I'm really excited to just dive into more about the positive discipline. I know we talked a little bit about it before, but I'm excited that you want to, you know, dive into each thing even more like every month with me, because I feel like even though I know a lot about parenting or I've read, like you said, there's so much to read or a lot of my, I feel like education has been from just watching other people before I was a parent. And I helped my friends who did a lot of parenting classes or, and just observing different family dynamics and things. Um, but I mean, parenting is universal yet. It is so specific to our dynamic with our child. Uh, the dynamic within the home, how we grew up, all of it. It's a conversation that just can keep going and keep evolving. Yes, all of that is true. And I think that that is why um, part of why positive discipline has been so helpful for me is that it's sort of a general, there are a lot of like, you know, say this and, you know, maybe you could ask your child to do something rather than tell them to do something. So there's definitely some like, um, you know, kind of tips and tricks and things that are easy to 
to just share one off, but it's really a shift in mindset in the way that you think about your children, what their behavior is telling you and your connection with them. And so that has been, that's why in some ways it's hard to, when I teach a positive discipline class to have a parent be like, this is my problem. What should I do with it? We can share ideas. um, But a big part of it is sort of this general understanding of how our relationship with our kids is so important. So quickly, like how I ended up being certified for, for a positive discipline. So, um, I, as a social worker to keep your license current, and I have done a couple of different classes and things like that to do that. And so last Mm -hmm. year or two years ago, I did a certification in perinatal mental health. So, um, pregnant and postpartum, um, mental health. And then this past year, I really wanted to do something with parenting and I, um, had met, the people who run this company called Sporadical in Seattle, who um, were doing a positive discipline training. So I was trained by them last year and certified to be able to teach positive discipline. Um, that class, I learned so much in it from my own parenting that I was like even more excited to be able to share to share it. So um, while I've been learning about positive discipline for the last six years, I have been um, I was trained in being able to teach it last year. And so I can start out by talking about the way we begin. Uh, so typically a positive discipline class is run for six weeks. And we start out by talking about what challenges are we having um, at home? So what, you know, people list out the challenges they're having, back talk, not listening, taking forever to get out the door, um, not wanting to go to bed, it could go on. But would you say this is like, for, you know, parents of toddlers starting to because babies are a different ball game (laughs) right totally totally so I um I have a couple friends actually that did it though took the class when they were pregnant because Mm. it is a you know it's hard to really truly learn something until you're implementing it so there are some challenges in that but it does help you sort of set the tone especially if you were to take it with a with your partner of how do we want to parent Right. So like, how do we, what are our ideas about it? Like I said, Logan started talking and I was like, Oh, I don't know how to respond to you. You know, I don't. So Mm -hmm. I go back and forth hard to learn something with you're not applying it, but it would help in other ways. So I would say that, yeah, toddlers up until the last class I did had teenage parents of teenagers Mm -hmm. in it. It's, I mean, a lot of the concepts are helpful just in general relationships, but yeah, I would say toddlers on up. So after we talk about the challenges, we talk about sort of the life skills, right? So your child comes back to your house um, for Thanksgiving, they're 25 years old, they knock on the door, like, who do you want to see? Who do you hope that they become, right? Mm. And wonderful to hear what people want for their children. Um, and the idea is that these challenges in this first idea, this first list we make are, are ways to get to these life skills. So that is the first like shift in the mentality. Like our kids not being able to get out the door is not them just being difficult. It is them. It is an opportunity to teach them. So discipline, you know, as I'm sure a lot of people know, actually comes from the word to teach. And so discipline is really, it's teaching. It's, we are trying to create these wonderful 
25 year olds that come to our house at Thanksgiving. And Mm -hmm. the only way to do that is through these challenges. I wish it was different, but it's an opportunity, right? Like these challenges are an opportunity. Mm, That's such a great first mental shift. Yeah. Because I don't even, I mean, obviously I thought, okay, we're working through something. We're getting through something, but I didn't, even after all of what I've been through, I didn't think this is an opportunity because when you're in the challenge, you're like usually so frustrated or I'm like taking deep breaths going, it's all going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of it. You got to do that. Right. That's the pause part. Um, But yeah, just see just that shift of like, this is an opportunity to help them learn, you know, one, like how to put on their shoes, but also how to move quickly when they're feeling rushed, how to take a deep breath so that they, Logan's new thing. I don't know where she learned it. It wasn't for me, although I take credit for it. Is I have to slow up, slow down to speed up. So when we'll mm. be like trying to get out the door in the morning, she's, I'll be like, okay, low time for shoes. She's like, mom, I got to slow down to speed up. And I'm like, <laughs> I, that's great. It's time to go. But it is like an opportunity to like teach them how to regulate in a stressful situation, like all of these things. And you are not you're not going to do it perfectly. 100% of the time, you don't need to. We do not. Mm. Like, there's a plenty of learning for kids in us messing up as well. So, um, but that's the first kind of like reframe idea. And along with that is that kids are not giving us a hard time. They're having a hard time. Mm. So they, their behavior is communication. Behave, all behavior is communication. It is communication of a feeling, an underlying feeling you know, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling angry, or I'm feeling hungry, I'm feeling tired. Yeah, and they don't have the language for it most of the time. Right. And even if they have the language, they don't have the, I mean, we just talked about how as as adults, you know, we've talked about before, like, we don't always sit down and say, I'm snippy with my partner because I have to pee and I'm not taking care of myself or because I'm thirsty or because, you know, and so how can we expect a three-year-old to be able right. to pause while you're rushing them out the door to say, excuse me, I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> we just, we can't. But their behavior is telling us something. So how can we get curious about their behavior and think about what is what is the message behind this behavior? What is the, what is their need? And then also what is the skill that they might be lacking, right? So everything is about skill building, emotional, you know, regulatory skill building, and also like actual skill building, you know, you just wouldn't expect a child to be able to put on their shoes if you've never taught them and sat with them and taught them how, and that's the same for, for emotions. Yeah. So interesting. And just, it makes so much sense. Yeah, it makes sense. (laughs) But it's again, that piece of just like, I think of it as sort of this, like, um, you know, it's like a circle is helpful to think about, but like there's something with sort of like a hard edge around it. And that's sort of these positive discipline ideas. So there's, there's lots of things that we'll talk about, you know, asking versus telling or connection before correction, those types of things. And those are sort of these hard skills, but, but within there in the inside, the kind of softer area is, is what you're saying. Like, I know that that makes sense. And then also, what is all of this inside that's making this difficult? And I think um, I could talk about that piece forever, but it's helpful to have a container for that. And that's what I kind of see these positive discipline tools as is like, 
this is how I want to respond. And I know my framework. Yeah. And that in itself is really helpful. Well, even just what you said, you know, about the opportunities, about like what's underlying the behavior, just looking at that, it it's, it brings a new awareness yeah. in the day to day. And I think it, for me, it like softens, it softens me to them and maybe not being, I, I feel like, I mean, because of the work I've done on myself, like I have reacted quick, but I've also like do that a lot less. I have more of the pause in my life because of yeah. just my life experience or whatever, you know, how right. I view myself and my child. But so many day-to-day life circumstances can just change that for people. And and again, I feel like it's not about like putting shame on ourselves of, oh my gosh, I did this. I really do feel like every single day we have the opportunity to start over. Mm-hmm, every minute, actually. <laughs> like yes. our minds are the ones that are keeping us in the past or mm-hmm. projecting into the future, but all we ever have is right now. So in mm-hmm. this moment... We can just give ourselves some grace and our child as well and be like, okay, how do I want to move forward? And it's cool that there are these tools. And I love that you have spent time and energy and your passion has been learning about it because then you get to share it with me and with us. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited to go into like certain circumstances and like break them down because I think that it could benefit everybody and just give people a new perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, like I said, the perspective shift is a big, a big part of it. Yeah. Like you said, like the idea that you can just sort of start over, you think about kids and how forgiving they are. Right. You know, like a huge, and we can talk a whole episode about this is right. Like repairing with kids and you can go to, you know, your kid last night, I was putting little, as an example, I clean West to bed. Logan came in and I thought she knew that Sean was putting her to bed. And I was like, left with like laying down trying to fall asleep. He's been sick. So I've been laying down with him. And, and I was like, Logan, what are you doing in here? Did you like, you know, I, I was not, I was stressed that she was going to wake up West. So my response was not great. And so I um, went down to her room after I finished putting him to bed and said, you know, Logan, I, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have spoken to you that way. Um, I thought that you knew that daddy was putting you to bed. You didn't. That was my, my mistake. And I'm really sorry that I spoke to you that way. She was like, that's okay, mommy. I love you. Good night. You know, they're so, you know, sometimes I apologize to her and she's like, I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like they're mm-hmm. so, they let us start over. Mm-hmm. They do. And if you say like, Oh, I really, I wish I had said that differently. Can I try that again? Like what modeling is that for them? You know, and they are not, they are going to do what we do, not what we say. And so if you are modeling that for right now, we can try again right now. Like that is a skill that they will take with them for their whole life. And that comes from you messing up. Definitely. Definitely. Because nobody's perfect and nobody wants someone to be perfect or pretend because kids are so intuitive. They pick up on our energy. So you could be a parent that's like, it's all good. I'm all good. I'm not, you know, I'm fine. But your like energy is so stressed out. Like they're going to get that vibe and then maybe not be able to trust what you're saying. Yeah. It's so confusing for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I, my, in therapy, we do my therapist and I talk about like the music, not matching the lyrics, right. It's this idea of like, you know something is off, but what's being said is not, it, it doesn't match. And so you're, you're left to be confused. And that's really, really hard for kids. 
And kids, you know, this is again, another topic I could talk about forever, but kids, it is safer for a child to feel like they are bad, they are wrong, than to feel like their world or their parent is bad or wrong. Mm. So if we are if we are creating an environment where they're uncertain, they're going to go, they're going to change their voice in about themselves because that's safer. So that's, that's how. Oh my gosh. Wow. I do want to dive into that. The repair definitely, because we can all use that topic to, to ponder on. (laughs) And then for all relationships as well, what you just said about them, you know, taking that on and how we can, help them feel safe and not because nobody, I mean, at our core, we don't want that for our children. Like I think maybe people are, we're, we're thinking we're protecting our kids, but really we're not. Right. I mean, if they don't see it, if they don't see an emotion model, then they're not going to be able to identify it in themselves. And so Mm -hmm. every emotion, good or bad, good or bad, right? Like feelings are, I just this morning, um, was facilitating the empathy program at Logan school. And that was like the parting line was like, our feelings are our friends. Our job is to feel them. Our job is to share them. Like that is, and it's all feelings, all of them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's, it's harder for us than it is for kids. They feel their feelings. It's true. We get scared of their feelings. So we shut them down, which is, you know, because of whatever, but if we can just pause and allow for their feelings, then we can help them identify them. And then maybe they won't, maybe their trigger reaction with their kids will be, they won't need to pause quite as often. (laughs) And just all of their relationships moving forward with friends, with partners in their future. This is all so good. Thank you so much, Alexis, for just being open and like willing and, you know, to hang out and talk, talk with me. Well, I mean, I could talk to you forever and I will, we will (laughs) throughout our whole lives, but it's fun to do it (laughs) in this, in this way, in this platform, because I feel like, I mean, I said it before, I'll say it again, like no matter how much study or things that I've, you know, learned about parenting, I am learning so much from just even just this conversation right now. And I feel like even if we've heard things like this, it's always good to have reminders Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And you're in a different place, right? I mean, the last class I taught, parents were there. They said, we took this when our kids were little. It was really helpful. And now we have teenagers and we need to, we just, we've heard all of this before, but it hits in a different way in the different Mm -hmm. phase of life. You're different as a parent, you know, like you could hear the same thing. You as yourself five years ago is going to feel different than you today. Not to mention the fact that your kids' ages have changed and the challenges are different. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to dive into other topics. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Oh, that was so good. I hope that you got as much out of that as I did. And if you want to stay in the loop for when Alexis comes back to the show next month and every month that we talk about positive discipline topics and we go into different ones more thoroughly, be sure to follow the show wherever you're listening on Apple or Spotify. And if you know someone who you think would get something out of this, please share this episode with them. You can text it to them, email. We're here to help and uplift each other. And all of that being said, if you have a specific topic that you want Alexis and I to talk on, you can always reach out to us on Instagram. You can follow Alexis at Parenthood Pause. 
And you can find me at the Alana Banana Show, and all of our links are in the show notes. Okay, so here are some takeaways from this episode. Discipline comes from the word to teach. So with discipline, we're trying to teach our kids and create capable adults that we really love to hang out with when they are older. (laughs) And becoming those adults requires life skills that they will get through these challenges that they have when they're younger. And as Alexa said, the challenges are really an opportunity. There's plenty of learning for kids in us messing up as well. Can we remember that kids are not giving us a hard time? They are having a hard time. And all behavior is communication of an underlying feeling. What do they need? And what is the skill they might be needing? Kids will do what you do, not what you say. Whew, that's a big one. Because I think, you know, it's so easy to say so many things to our kids. But how can we model behavior that we would like to see from them? All of this being said, I just want to send you so much love, all the parents out there. It's a hard job being a parent. And I think sometimes we are too hard on ourselves. So today, this week, moving forward, can we just give ourselves a little more love, be gentle with ourselves? And going back to our previous episode with the parenthood pause, where can we fulfill our own needs a little more in the little things, or maybe it is a big thing. I mean, I'm getting a massage at the end of this week because, Ooh, I used to be a massage therapist for like 20 years on and off. And that is something that I really, really, really value. I don't always give it to myself in the day to day. My parenthood pauses a short meditation or a walk or a cup of matcha tea or a 10 minute power nap, which is not really a nap, but just letting my body rest but also the big things. Just give yourself some extra love. I hope you do that for yourself. If you've got these little ones at home, like Alexis and I do, I am very excited to let you know that I put out a new single this week. It's actually a Rafi song, All I Really Need. And I love Rafi. I've been listening to him since Sean, Alexis' husband, my brother, was a kid. (laughs) I don't know if he remembers listening to Rafi, but I do because I'm 10 years older. And I'm still inspired by Rafi. So we covered one of his songs, All I Really Need. It's out into the world. You know, actually, I'm going to include it at the end of this episode. Why not? You can hear it here, and then you can go listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever you stream your music, and subscribe to the Atlanta Banana Show on YouTube. We're gearing up to put more long-form content out there, and I can't wait for you to see it. So that's for your little ones. What can you do for yourself? to make you feel really good today, this week, every day, really. Go do it, and I'll talk to you next week. All I really need is a song in my heart, food in my belly, love in my family. All I really need is a song in my heart, love in my family. a song in my heart, food in my belly, love in my family. All I really need is a song in my heart, love in my family. And I need
Song in my heart. 